My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Hello, good morning, hi everyone, and welcome to a brand new Quick Bite from Nikolai's Kitchen. The first season is over, the second season not yet upon us, and I do apologize for not getting one out last week, but unfortunately I am inundated with work, finishing up and getting prepared for the fifth annual Livestream for the Cure. Please visit livestreamforthecure.com, follow the link down in the show notes, and learn all about this amazing event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute for a future immune to cancer. The event runs from May 19th through the 23rd. Join me on Twitch at 4 p.m. Eastern time starting on May 19th. And we're going to have over 50 hours of entertainment, dozens of people from all over the world, all coming together for common purpose. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Speaking of absolutely amazing, I wanted to talk to you guys today about tomato soup and grilled cheese. Talk about like the ultimate in comfort food. Back when I did my original food show, this was uh, something that I had never done before, and I actually found a recipe over on the Kitchen Counter podcast, which was homemade roasted tomato soup. I'd only ever had a homemade tomato soup like once in my life. I was just a Campbell's can kind of guy for my whole life. And making this soup completely changed the game for me. So I'm going to break this down. I'm also going to go ahead and mention my bread recipe in here because I made homemade bread to make grilled cheese with this and it turned out amazing. Probably the best bread I have ever done. I know I've talked about bread on the show before, but I wanted to break that down for you guys as well. But first things first, let's get into the soup. Keep in mind that this soup is going to make a lot. So you may want to cut this recipe in half if you're not trying to have a ton of soup leftovers or unless you're feeding like six to eight people. I'm not kidding. It's a lot. And this soup is extremely filling. You wouldn't think so for tomato soup, but it is very, very filling. And it's so warm in the belly. There's just something so amazing about dunking a grilled cheese sandwich in tomato soup and just, oh, it's so warm and vibrant. And this is how it's made. You're going to take 16 Roma tomatoes, quarter those, a whole red onion thickly sliced. So basically like, I don't know, eighth it, cut it into eighths, a half a cup of baby carrots, cut them in half, 20 cloves of garlic, just leave them whole, two cups of fresh basil leaves, a red bell pepper charred and thickly sliced. I just have a gas stove and just tossed it right on the burners, flipped it over and got it nice and charred. You're going to need balsamic vinegar and olive oil, roughly a tablespoon or two of each, but you're basically going to drizzle this over the vegetables in the first step here. Two cups of heavy cream, or you can do some mixture of heavy cream and milk here. I actually ended up doing a cup of heavy cream and about a cup and a half, I think, of milk. And it actually turned out quite perfect because if you make this all with heavy cream, it can it can get just a little bit heavy. And you're going to need salt and pepper to taste. To get this started, you're going to preheat your oven to 450 degrees. Take your tomatoes, onion, carrots, garlic, and your bell pepper, chuck it in a big bowl, and you're going to drizzle over your balsamic vinegar and olive oil. Like I said, roughly two tablespoons of each, probably. Add your salt and pepper to taste and just toss these until everything is very, very well coated. 
you're going to get a large cookie sheet or two normal size ones. Rebecca has this massive one that I actually used when I made this. So everything fit on one and it was pretty much the size of the entire oven rack. But you know, if you're just using kind of regular size cookie sheets, I don't know what the actual dimension of it is, then you might need to split this up into two. Okay, then you're going to chuck this into the oven at 450 degrees for about 30 minutes. Your tomatoes are going to start to kind of get blistered and you're going to see them darkening and browning and everything. And you're going to see the onions and your garlic and your carrots and stuff all caramelizing. Then you're going to pull this out and you're going to pour all of this, all those amazing juices, everything poured into a very large stock pot. Now, this is where you definitely need a stick blender, which I forgot I completely forgot to bring it last time I made this. So I had to use the regular blender. So I didn't get this pulse down as finely as I would like. Use an immersion blender. If you don't have one, get one. It is the kitchen tool that I think I love the most out of all the kitchen tools I've gotten in probably the past five years because you just dunk it right down into the pot and just boom, blitz it. I've used it for so, so, so many things. This is where you're going to add your basil. Okay, and you're gonna get your cream and milk in here if you're using a cream and milk mixture. Add everything else into the stock pot here, and then you're gonna use your immersion blender and just blitz it until it is nice and smooth. Then you're gonna turn it on on the stove and let it cook, let it come together. Probably cook it for five to 10 minutes here. You don't really need to go ham and you only need to use something like mid-low heat. Don't definitely, I mean, everything's already hot and cooked from being in the oven. You really don't need to just annihilate this. And you don't wanna to cook too much of that liquid out because you really want this to say, nice and viscous. And now I want to move on to the bread. I did talk about this back in episode 10. Make sure you go back and check that episode out as well. But you're going to need four and a half cups of bread flour, a cup of all-purpose flour, three tablespoons of melted butter, two egg yolks, one and a quarter cup of whole or evaporated milk, a cup of water, three teaspoons of yeast, two tablespoons of sugar, and one and a half teaspoons of salt. You're also going to need coarse sea salt and ice when you get to certain stages of this, but basically you're going to take your milk and your water, combine those together, add your sugar, and you're going to warm that up until it's just warm to the touch. You want it to be about 105, 110 degrees. It should just be a little bit warm to the touch. Take it out. You're going to add your yeast, stir that in, let the yeast proof for five to 10 minutes. You should get a nice kind of billowy foam on the top of it as that yeast starts to multiply and eat up that sugar. Meantime, you're going to combine your bread flour and your all-purpose flour together, then add your salt. You're going to mix that together really, really well. Once your yeast is proofed, you're going to take your three tablespoons of melted butter, your two egg yolks, and you've got two and a quarter cups of liquid here, but only add one and three quarter cups of it. You don't want the dough to be the wrong consistency here. And then you're just going to keep adding liquid until you get it to the right one. Your dough should be tacky, but it shouldn't stick to your hands and it shouldn't feel too dried out. So then basically you're going to mix all these ingredients together. And you know, if you have a stand mixer, that's glorious. <laughs> If you don't like me, then you're going to have to tip this out onto a floured surface and then just sit there and knead it for about five to eight minutes. It all depends. You really want to do that nice window pane test, stretch it thin and be able to see the light coming through the other side without it breaking. Once you've reached that stage, you're ready. Drizzle just a little bit of olive oil on the inside of the same bowl that you mixed it with. You don't need to get a new bowl here. Then drizzle it, you know, make sure your olive oil spread around the sides, chuck your bread dough in there, put a warm towel over the top, let it rise for at least 90 minutes or so. Once this is finished, you're going to tip it out and then you're going to separate it into whatever you're going to do. I did two loaves of bread this last time that I made it, but I actually split it to about one third to just a small roll of bread. And then the other two thirds went into my loaf pan, which is a 10 inch metal loaf pan. And I sprayed that beforehand with cooking spray, sprayed both of them beforehand 
with cooking spray. Separate it out, and then basically you're not going to use a rolling pin, but you're just going to use your hands, and you're going to kind of stretch this out. Your dough should be approximately a half an inch thick, okay? And then you're going to basically, you know, make a rectangle the width of your bread loaf pan, and then you're going to roll this up onto itself, pinch your seams closed, and then stick it in your loaf pan, cover it back up with that damp towel for another 60 to 90 minutes. Let it continue to rise again. If you want to put little slits in the top of it, now is when you do it. You don't want to wait until after because you don't want to let any of that, you know, amazing air out of there that's going to create those nice fluffy layers in your bread. Once your bread is done rising, you're going to chuck this into the oven, a 350 degree oven. Brush melted butter over the top of it first and do some coarse sea salt over the top just a little bit. You don't want it to be too much. Okay, then you're going to chuck this into the oven for 350 degrees for 30 minutes, maybe 35 minutes, depending, and chuck a handful of ice into there when you do, because it really makes that top be kind of nice and crispy and flaky. Then when you're ready, pull it on out of there and then let it rest, tip it out, you know, give it a few minutes in the loaf pan and then tip it out onto a cooling rack, let it cool, let it rest. And then from there, I don't think I really need to tell you guys how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. I think you can handle that one on your own. But you just get this amazing texture and flavor in that homemade bread. If you've never made grilled cheese with homemade bread that you just made that day, make it. Try it one time. Do it one time. Put the elbow grease in. I know it's easy to buy a loaf of bread and a can of soup mix and just, you know, whip it together in a few minutes. I definitely know how easy that is. I've done so much of that in my life. But I promise you, I promise you this will change your life. The first time you eat it, it's like, I mean, you just taste it and you feel like the soup is just kind of wrapping soup arms around you. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's amazing. It's so, so amazing. And it's really not that complicated. It's not hard. It just takes a little bit of time. You just have to be willing to give everything the time that you need to develop. You get that amazing, amazing charred pepper flavor kind of wafting throughout that soup and then you've got all those other different elements in there just creating different layers and it's so decadent and so rich and I mean seriously like a sandwich with this bread like one sandwich and like a cup of soup and you're going to be full I'm not kidding like it is amazing and if you make this entire recipe you're going to have a lot of leftovers too so like I said make sure you keep that in mind but that is going to do it for another quick bite from Nikolai's Kitchen. As I said, I do apologize for not getting everything out last week, but with getting my new computer, getting all that stuff set up, getting live stream for the cure work done, and then everything else I've got going on in my life, unfortunately, it has been a little bit of a crunch. But I will be back with another quick bite next week on the show. And then after that, a special quick bite in two weeks. It's going to drop on Thursday. The live stream for The Cure will have already started, but it's going to be all about the live stream for The Cure. Some of the guests that you're going to be able to hear during the event, I'll probably update you on early donations at that point, let you know how much we've raised up to that point and give you more information about the event then. But please go to livestreamforthecure.com if you're more interested. Follow all the different links that are listed on that website. Follow the event on social media. Follow me on social media. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you do like the show, if you're enjoying what I do here, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me. I promise you, I know I ask for it a lot, but it really, really does help me play that Apple algorithm game. I love your beautiful faces. I hope that you've all been doing so, so well. I miss doing the regular episodes of the show, but I'm so inundated with work for live stream. I just could not fit it in right now if I tried. I hope you guys are doing well. Stay good to yourselves. Be good to yourselves. Remind yourself every day that you are amazing. You are beautiful. 
and you deserve a good life. You deserve happiness. Please go out there with love in your hearts and believe in yourself. I believe in you. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Thank you.